from architecture to painting and sculpture, literature to live music and theater. Radio 111 presents Bonnie G and Brian Mendoza with The Desert Scene, your connection to culture and entertainment in the desert cities. Here's Bonnie and Brian. Hello, welcome to the special episode of The Desert Scene where we remember six lost souls. Unbelievable. Six in the beginning of 2020. In like what, two months? I mean, one month. What was it, one month? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Two weeks, more more like two weeks at yeah. this point. But the, let's just say that we are paying tribute to the talents and names. life of six, vi- I'm not just going to say big names, but important names in right. the industries that they were in. Yep. And so Absolutely. let's go ahead and start with okay. Peter Bondogovich. Bondogovich, yeah. An amazing director wrote, uh, direct, wrote, he directed The Last Picture Show and a number of other things. Uh, he also had a, he had a big affair with um, Sybil Shepard. Oh, yes. He oh, also certainly. had an affair with um, Dorothy Stratton, that Playboy uh, uh, chick whose boyfriend killed her, shot her in the face, and then he ended up marrying her younger sister. It was really weird. He had a weird love life. It very, it, I actually forgot about that, believe it yeah, or not. Yeah, I was looking yeah. it up the other day. You know, and the thing about Pete Bondadovich is that he's always been one of the more like likable directors when you see him do interviews because he's so because he feels like a real person he doesn't feel pretentious mm-hmm. he feels like a guy that's sort of like oh yeah i just made a movie you know it is what it is and uh, didn't he direct what's up doc yes With Barbara uh, yes yeah. he did okay he also has directed um well like you said before he's directed the movie uh the last picture show which mm-hmm. is actually like one of the films of the new hollywood era where movies were becoming a little bit more edgy mm-hmm. and a little bit mm-hmm. more contemplative he's also yeah. directed the wild angel angels um he's also directed paper moon with tatum oh O'Neil, yeah, yeah, yeah which made it the the movie worth the act the young the, youngest, the youngest to win an oscar yeah, at that youngest point, yeah. to win an oscar at yeah. that point and they also directed they all laugh saint jack killing of the unicorn and the movie mask the one with Cher. oh i forgot that he directed that yeah, wow he, it's an interesting okay. career and he's yeah. also done like acting where he acted in the sopranos mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he also directed a movie called the thing called love and it's one of those things where like I tend to forget that he's in certain that he directed certain movies that yeah. it's like shocking because I thought of my to myself he really did direct Mask. Yeah. And when I think about his work it's very thoughtful. It's very mm-hmm. thoughtful work that it just it, it, it is really it's just good cinema. And yeah. then he also directed I was trying to remember the name of this movie At Long Last Love. Okay. One of the most Let's just say notorious. I think that was a flop. A flop, yes. Was that with Sybil Shepard singing? Yes. Yeah, that was a flop, I remember, yeah. Yeah. Burt Reynolds, Sybil Mm -hmm. Shepard, Madeline Kahn. Okay. A movie that was filled with so many talents and had had a lot of conversations that with people, I've had a lot of conversations with people about this movie where I've said, it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. Like, it's actually pretty okay. Yeah. But I've seen people defend this movie to the bitter end. And you know what? It's one of those movies that it's underrated, and I'm glad that he got to have a director's yeah. cut. So, yeah. rest in peace, Pete. All right, who who else we got? We also got Ronnie Spector. Oh, and that was just yeah recently. The, wow, the lead singer of the Ronettes, and also was married to that one man, 
um, let's just call him Murderer Specter. Yeah, who, who died not that like, well, a couple a couple years ago, a year ago, a couple before, years ago. It was around COVID, yeah, or before mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. But Ronnie Specter is famous for having this wonderful, beautiful voice mm-hmm. and just being able to actually be this like strong-willed woman that was not afraid to be honest on. Uh, on television when they yeah. do interviews she, with her. when they were together he she, he was very controlling as yeah. I understand very controlling very controlling yeah. and she escaped mm-hmm. she managed to escape that and actually build a her own back, career her own career yeah. she did uh, she did a part of the song Take Me Home Tonight which is often cited as like her comeback because mm-hmm. she does a be my little baby yeah, parts of yeah. it and I love those parts. Good. What what else? What were the hits? What were the Ronettes hits? The Ronettes were uh, "Baby, I Love, love you. you." Okay. Um, going to the cha- going, no, to- going to the chapel and getting married is one of their. No, covers. Was that the Dixie Cups? That's the Dixie you- Cups, but okay. it's one of their covers. Okay. And oh my god, one of them died too. Okay. One of the Dixie yeah. Cups had died. Oh my god, I just totally forgot about that. But the Ronettes, "Baby, I Love You," "Be My Baby." Um, they've also done "Sleigh Ride." So the yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. "Sleigh Ride," the best part of breaking up and walking in the rain. Okay. So they have had a lot of great songs, and I always have the I have them on my um, playlist when I drive sometimes. Mm-hmm. So like I'm like I'm walking in. Yeah, the rain. very. I mean, very very fun. Up mostly upbeat songs that they did. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, what I like about Ronnie Spector is just the fact that she has this incredible voice and it, what I love about it is that it, there's also a authenticity to it. It's not like mm-hmm. always trying to do like a bravado voice. Yeah. There's an actual authenticity to it. Yeah. And yeah. it's beautiful music. And so rest in peace, Ronnie yeah. Spector. And our, oh, you're about to give a name. Uh, oh, Sydney Poitier. Sydney Poitier. Oh, my oh. gosh. Just, I mean... I, so there's so much you can say about him. I mean, the fact that I mean, he was a fabulous actor. Number one, first African American man to win a Best Oc- Ac- Actor Oscar, mm-hmm. um, broke so many, uh, you know, doors right. down. Um, this very handsome man, very handsome man, and came his life story. I mean, came from uh, Jamaica, Haiti, someplace like Bahamia that, Bahamia or something like that. Yeah, um, uh, as a child, teenager. Uh, uh, couldn't didn't speak English very well. Couldn't read, and he got a job in New York washing dishes. Oh, he was from the Caribbean. My Caribbean, bad. okay. He was from the Caribbean. Um, like, he got yeah, a job I, washing dishes at a restaurant in New York, and someone there, somebody who worked there, noticed. I think, kind of figured out that he couldn't read, and he said, "Would you like me?" Took a liking to him and said, "Would you like me to sit down and read you?" So every night after the restaurant closed, he sat with this gentleman, and he taught him to read. Oh. And I just saw the interview uh, with, um, I think it was Oprah, was it Oprah? The last interview I did with Oprah. He mentioned that, and he was, and he's, was crying. I mean, think about that. I mean, this guy didn't have to do that, and he taught him to read. And he had auditioned before that for uh, some major th- New York theater company, or, and they said no because he couldn't read the script. And he went back and ended up getting hired, getting a scholarship. And uh, he had a little bit of turbulent uh, love life. He had a wild fling with Diane Carroll. Diane Carroll, yes, of and, course. And I've read two different things. One, well, maybe it was just together, that he was a little old-fashioned, a little bit controlling, and wanted you know her to do X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z in her career, and she was kind of like, no. But then I also heard that he ended up dumping her and marrying somebody else and broke her heart. So It's complicated. Because Sidney Poitier is one of those artists where his love life is almost overshadowed by his accomplishments oh because like, so many great movies guess who's coming to dinner um, in the heat of the night a patch of blue uh, to, to serve with love I mean 
just amazing films and, that he did. And what I like about his movies is that he managed to take roles where he's always playing the magical black person that's always showing up to help the white people. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these roles, Lilies are, of the Field, Lilies like. of the Field, which is a prime example yeah. of that. What made he won the Oscar for that? But what makes him so? great as an actor is that he took roles that ordinarily would be considered outdated now mm-hmm. and flipped them so mm-hmm. where like a black character that he usually plays would always be in service of a white character mm-hmm. but he always made it to where the white characters need that they didn't need that they weren't using him mm-hmm. that i don't know how to put it but like he always changed it from him needing the white character's validation to them needing right. his validation. Well, one of the best stories was in the heat of the night, that one scene where he's with the sh- Rod Steiger, the sheriff, and they're in, in questioning some other white Southern guy. And the white Southern guy slaps Sidney Poitier, and he's the detective. And he told the story. He said to the studio, you will write in the script in my contract that I slap him back or I will not do this movie because oh, yeah. if, if I don't, that is a disservice to every other African-American person in this country. And so they had to write it in the script that he slapped him back and that had never happened before Yeah, on the screen. He's also been famous for the fact that he kissed two white women in a mm-hmm. film. In The Patch of Blue, People always say Guess Who's Coming to Dinner is the braver film. I don't think so. That movie took a lot of shortcuts and mm-hmm. didn't go as brave as it should have been. But what I like about the movie he made before, A Patch of Blue, which mm-hmm. is overlooked and I it's think a is wonderful a wonderful film. Wonderful movie is that the kiss is very direct in the camera. Yeah, like you see it close up versus yeah. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. It's in the background. Like it's uh, that's why I don't think it's that brave of a movie because mm-hmm. it didn't. It, a Patch of Blue did it more. Mm-hmm brave yeah. and bold yeah. and what I like about A Patch of Blue his what I, what I like about how he did it there was the fact that it's right there in your face but it but there's also like a real sexualness to it because they breathe afterwards They're like yeah <sighs> like yeah. that and it's like whoa like that is a kiss and I can't mm. imagine like in the 60s somebody looking up in the screen and seeing a black that was man pretty, and a white pretty woman controversial controversial yeah. but it was also like pretty powerful yeah. like I've seen yeah. a lot of people say that you know when they saw the two male characters kiss in Eternals in a Marvel movie they felt a certain kind of way about it I wonder how interracial couples might have looked at that screen and see him with Mary mm-hmm. um, uh, I was going to say Elizabeth Hartman I was going to say Mary Hartman yeah, <laughs> Elizabeth no, Hartman yeah. looking up at the screen and Sidney Poitier just the fact that he deserved every single wonderful thing he Absolutely. got and Absolutely. i love this one line he said which was it should that he should not have been the first mm-hmm. that in the 60s by that point he should have been one of but mm-hmm. not the first one to win best actor but what a great of, of the, what a great person to have broken through the ceiling and the doors and and love the way so sydney we miss you rest in peace yeah and especially considering that there was always you know he didn't make a lot of movies towards the end but i was always hoping he'd make then he that. started directing yeah like he richard pryor and richard some pryor. funny ones yeah and i will say that i was always hoping that he would get that one final one performance because yeah. in the because i've seen a lot of artists in their 90s give that one final good performance i was hoping to see it because i always see a lot of movies about older like white folks i was hoping there'd be a movie about older black folks and mm-hmm. he would be in it but unfortunately mm-hmm. like he passed away and so hopefully he's hanging out with ruby d and yeah. diane carroll right now but let's go ahead Who and else? talk about Marilyn Bergman. Oh my gosh. If you are a 
a fan of music. Um, uh, Marilyn and Alan Bergman, the husband and wife team, wrote some of the greatest lyrics and worked with Michelle Legrand often. And they did so many great songs, Pieces of Dreams, How Do We Keep the Music Playing. Do you have a list? I know you've got all the info there. Oh, yeah. Some amazing Song. The windmills of your Art mind. mind, the way we were. Yes, they and that one's an Oscar winner for mm-hmm. sure. Yellow Bird, Nice and Easy, Champion, The Wonder Horse, You Don't Bring Me Flowers, mm-hmm. uh, the In the Heat of the Night, yeah. which we were just talking yeah. about. Pieces of Dreams, All His Children. There's just it might be you. It might be you. It's one of the more underrated songs in my and more, and more current. But just amazing. If you think about the the quality of the stuff that they did and just to sit down and come up with those kind of lyrics. I mean, just um, what a what a talent. And, and just the fact that like she was a woman songwriter gaining appreciation and mm-hmm. being able to have this like creative liberty with her husband it's like mm-hmm. i think what a team they were such they were a great a team. team that was if anything i tell people you know if you want to have couple goals as the kids would say mm-hmm. alan and marilyn bergman was is a, not a, a good example a good example yes. especially considering that i still hear a lot of you talk about the way we were and it's not just a barbara streisand song it's a bergman song exactly and and i gotta say if you want to listen to a song that i think is underrated hey when you when you get a chance, listen to It Might Be You from the movie Tootsie. Mm-hmm. That song is always played at weddings for a very good mm-hmm. reason because you mm-hmm. can hear the love in that song. Yeah. And also this the fact that they wrote a love song for a movie about a man in a dress. Yeah. And there's this sincerity to it because I was watching that movie and I thought, you know, just the fact that there is a this is a real love song and it's um, Dustin Hoffman in a dress mm-hmm. looking at Jessica Lange with like love in his eyes. And I'm like, OK, Bergman's, you've done it. You've done it. You've yeah. done it yeah. here. Yeah. Like if they can do that, they yeah. can do anything. And then finally, oh, well, we have two more. Two more. Let's do Bob Saget. Bob first. Saget. Such a shock. Bob, yeah. You know, Bob Saget sort of surprised me a lot because it was just so sudden because mm-hmm. I was under the impression that he still had a lot more to do in well, this Well, he, j- he had just done a stand-up. He was doing a stand-up and he just done yeah. stand-up that night or the night before or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and he got a heart attack. Is that it, what they, they yeah. determined it was? Okay. He died from a heart attack and so Bob Saget, you know, for those of you who don't know, but I'm sure you do know, he's from Full House, Full House and, yeah. and America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm-hmm. But he's also famous for having done the voice narration for How I Met Your Mother where, mm-hmm. where I thought he made that show way more tolerable than it really was. Mm-hmm. Like if you take his voice away it's not that good. Mm-hmm. But um, he was also famous for being a shock comedian just being able to have like the sh- most shocking humor in the world but still be really likable to the point that he is America's father. That yeah. He's yeah. essentially become America's yeah. dad. Yeah. And I will say that even though I'm not the biggest fan of Full House he was one of the reasons why people loved it mm-hmm. and it was tolerable and his jokes on America's Funniest Home Videos corny but you know what they yeah. were good the fact that he was able to do corny humor and shock humor pretty well yeah just and brilliant. and all of the the interviews I've seen with people who knew him and worked with him just beloved by I mean I've never heard anyone say anything bad about him just beloved by a lot of people and our final person uh, Betty, Betty White. White oh my gosh you know that one right there really hit some people because yeah. she was about to be a hundred. We years thought old. she'd live forever, you know, <laughs> and everybody was planning these big parties for her one hundredth birthday. Um, but yeah, what a life! What a life she led, and um, just well, amazing career. 
you know, she had her own talk show. She sang. She was a good singer. Did all kinds of stuff. And then, of course, Golden Girls was her big. Of course, Mary Tyler Moore show. Mary Tyler Moore, Life and Golden Elizabeth. Girls. And then the what was hot life, in Cleveland or whatever it hot was. Hot in Cleveland, yeah. Life in Elizabeth. So yeah. like four sitcoms from... Successful. Successful sitcoms Over from almost every 50, era. 60 years or whatever. The fact, yeah. And she's one of the, she's considered one of the greatest hosts of SNL. Yes. Just the fact that like the Betty White is the queen of television. Yeah. You could almost argue yeah. she is the first lady of television because of how much she has changed the game for television and same thing er, beloved by everybody she by, by the way she was asked to do the today show before barbara walters and she said no because she didn't want to move to new york she said no didn't no. want to move to new york city and of course the love of her life was alan ludden uh with the on password together and he passed years ago sadly um but she never remarried after that there was a big great love story but just funny i mean she was funny and body and she could say naughty things and get away with it and um you know, I mean, t- to have that kind of longevity in that life. Now, obviously, genes, you know, physical genes have something to do with it. But I think for someone like Betty White, she was doing what she loved to do. Yes, she was doing exactly. what she loved to do. And obviously must have taken care of herself. And great love of animals, great support of animals. Yeah, certainly. And I would also say the fact that she, you know, didn't hold on to grudges, even though she no, was... No, she ev- didn't seem like somebody was angry yeah. held on to you stuff. Know, yeah. it, the, f- the famous discussion was that she was having problems with some of the women on Golden Girls, especially uh, B. Arthur, mm-hmm. and the fact that she didn't hold a grudge and yeah. just uh, sort of like always talked so beautifully about people mm-hmm. and was mm-hmm. always so willing to share stories yeah. and be so supportive of people yeah. and I th- and communities. And I got to tell people, you know, sometimes I see celebrities where they're on a famous sitcom and they talk so badly about their time on it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the Sex and the City women. Oh, yeah, that whole ha- thing. Gosh. They, they, are, they need to learn, uh, take a lesson from Betty just White. let it go. Let you know, go. because Betty White's longevity is just the fact that she radiates this positive and energy. And holding on to energy, uh, uh, grudges and negative energy resentment um is not good for your body no certainly not and you know what it tells you a lot about betty white when people tell you that a hundred years a hundred was too soon yeah yeah well betty white rest in peace all of these folks we lost a lot this year so let's just take a moment to appreciate everything they left us and to think about you know what where none of us are getting out of here live so you know say you get rid of grudges tell people you love them do what you want to do follow your dreams because you never know and to allude to an earlier episode you know when you say artists are non-essential think about how much these deaths have hurt you you everybody exactly is Betty White unessential think about it she's not she's essential every artist that has touched his heart is essential so that's what I gotta say rest in peace Betty White Peter Bondanovich Rodney Spector Bob Saget Sidney Poitier and Marilyn Bergman you've all touched their hearts forever thank you thank you see you next time on the desert scene